Hello and welcome to Kyrinos Finsight, the podcast that explores some of the most pressing topics for financial services. Insights that help you navigate today and anticipate tomorrow. Hello and welcome to a bonus Finsights podcast where we dig into the implications of breaking news in financial services. The Fed faced with a difficult decision raised the target Fed funds rates by another 25 basis points. Here to discuss the implications for the banking industry is Peter Serene, Director of Commercial Banking here at Kiranos. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Riker. So let's start out with the topic of the day, the failure of Silicon Valley and Signature Bank. It's had big implications for, for corporate customers. What has this meant for corporate customers in, and deposit flows in the industry, Peter? Great question. Last week was a busy week for company treasurers, for business owners, and for commercial bankers. Uh, what we saw was an elevated level of churn within deposits, really across uh, across segments, but also a net impact that was relatively muted. Looking at this, there were of course differences by customer segment, by uh, by line by line of business, by industry vertical, but overall. The outflows were well within normal bounds for for, for most regional banks, um, and in fact, there were there were regional banks that saw net inflows. Um, if you look at that across segments, consumer where most of the deposits are insured, the flows were very muted. In wealth, you saw um, slightly higher outflows. On average, uh, just under 2% uh, on the week, but that was a big uptick from the normal flow levels that you typically see. Um, and in commercial, the uh, the outflows averaged 2.38% for the, for the week that, that's just ended. These are, again, larger than normal, but relative to the headlines that we've seen on average, that's a result that we think most bankers would be relatively happy with. Against that backdrop, you saw, of course, the Fed uh, and the FDIC take uh, take assertive actions to bring a sense of assurance and stability to, to the banking market. We haven't seen major shoes drop yet since then, and that was the backdrop uh, against which they were comfortable with the um, with the, the actions that they took. The, looking at the data, as I think you would have heard Chair Powell uh, articulate, the jobs data continues to, to, to be hot. The inflation data continues to be hot. It's moving gradually in the right direction, but they've got a long way to go. That, that was why I think you saw the uh, the, the FOMC continue to, to to raise the Fed funds rate. Um, notably, they did not take their foot off the gas on quantitative tightening. Um, uh, they're continuing with that program at trajectory that they that they'd previously articulated. Uh, and the only thing they've really done is is a slight moderation in the forward guidance around future hikes. But they they've still indicated that incremental firming of monetary conditions may be required. Yeah, so very, very interesting times and and right, like, yes, what I think is referred to as a crisis, but pretty much the response was not not as bad as we, we thought it, it could be. What, what do you think that the Fed actions today means for retail and commercial deposits going forward? So a couple of points. First, the the overall supply of deposits in the market continues to be a challenge. Um, that was a challenge going into the past couple of weeks. Um, and with the Fed continuing to pull money out of the system through quantitative tightening, and uh, with customers continuing to seek yield direct investing in uh, in government securities, either directly or through or, or through money market mutual funds, um, it's a it's structurally a shrinking pie. At the same time, you've seen longer term interest rates come down, um, which is a bit of a headwind to uh, to, to asset yields. 
and uh, and you've seen continued pressure on uh, on deposit rates. Um, so really, banks are are getting squeezed a little bit on deposit profitability. And if you look at some potential implications from the last week, um, particularly in the commercial space, where we would expect more company treasurers and business owners um, to be paying more careful attention to their banks, to their bank statements than they than they may have in previous weeks or months, um, and to be more open to additional conversations as they think about whether or not they want to diversify a little bit, maybe by adding another bank to the bank group. That's a recipe for continued upward pressure on on deposit rates across segments, but particularly in in commercial. And then do you see that in, in both directions? So if people diversify and say, hey, you know what, instead of having money in two bank accounts, let me add number three or number four. Do, do we see that flow from one organization mostly to others? Or do we? is it basically a back and forth flow that we're seeing? If we look at what's happened in the very early stages, there's been some flow into the largest banks, the national household name banks um, that were perceived as, um, as pillars of stability. Um, but there's also been a lot of flow in between regional banks, including several that have had meaningful net inflows over the last week. What we would expect that to look like going forward as customers diversify their their deposits, um, that means more more opportunity for competition, more opportunity for competitive bidding for those deposits between banks, um, and so we would expect that it will it will most likely take both more activity and potentially more rate to land in a similar place to where you otherwise might have on deposits. The other thing to note is um, when we think about diversification, there are um, there are a couple of ways to do it. One is to, to move money across a couple of different banks, but largely above the, the, the insured deposit deposit limits. That's um, that, that's one dynamic we expect to see. We've also seen an uptick in flows into money market mutual funds. Um, it would be an important point to watch how much those continue. But just in the institutional space, we've seen about $180 billion of the deposits flow from banks into those funds in the in the last eight days or so. And, uh, and then the, the third area that we'll be looking at is insured cash sweeps. Um, for those not familiar with that product, it's basically a um, a deposit network that takes a, a that, that takes a deposit and splits it up a bunch of participating banks um, in increments of two hundred fifty thousand that are individually insured in in the banks that they're placed in. Oftentimes, those run on a reciprocal basis. And so, to some extent, it seems like a um, like sort of a win-win product for, for for customers with larger balances. That said, there are some nuance to how those balances are treated from a from a bank funding standpoint that will become more material if if demand increases. And it'll be interesting to see if if you start to see a real split emerge in terms of what customers are willing to pay ostensibly through the rate that they're receiving um, in order to have more of their more of their deposits fully FDIC insured. Do you think that this crisis has also sort of, quote unquote, woken up some segments that maybe per, before we would have referred to as kind of sleeper segments, people that weren't chasing rates, weren't really paying that much of attention? So I don't think the response to a to the market disruption is is necessarily to make people rate sensitive in a, in a vacuum. 
But what I do think is, is a possible outcome is more people paying it, paying closer attention to their banking relationships. Keep in mind, for a lot of business owners in particular, uh, the core of what they do is run their business and take care of their customers and develop and sell products um, and services. Managing the banking relationship is somewhat of a utility for that business, a very important utility, but it's not the core of their business. All of a sudden, more of those business owners or their treasurers, if they're if they're larger companies, are very focused on looking at their banks right now, um, even if that's just to confirm that they feel very comfortable where they are. And as they do that, that increased focus will open up you know, a range of questions around rate that the rate that they're earning on their deposits, um, about what they're paying for their bank fees, and about the the uh, resiliency and diversification of of exposures in their in their bank network. Finally, what what do you see going forward? The, the, the FOMC having to make this hard trade-off, going through a crisis, still with high inflation. What 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 do you think is going to happen going forward? What is that trade-off going to look like for the for the FOMC committee? To listen to Chair Powell, it didn't seem like it was that hard of a trade-off. My read on on the commentary was that the the committee was feeling uh, was feeling pretty good about the actions that they'd taken, feeling pretty good about the stability and resiliency of. Um, you know, certainly at least the vast majority of uh, of the banks in in the country, um, and they were looking at the data and and saw continued uh, employment and inflation numbers that were that were not where they wanted them to be. And so it, it seemed like it was the the vote was unanimous, um, and it seemed like there was um, that there was a lot of consensus around that. I think there's there are big unknowns, and we don't purport to have a crystal ball on on what's going to happen to the economy. Um, as to as to what will happen going forward, Chair Powell did allude several times in in the press conference um, to a potential tightening of credit conditions from banks. Again, not observed yet, but a potential tightening of credit conditions, um, which would have a similar effect to a tightening of monetary policy. And I think we'll we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out and see how the data plays out. But certainly they've they've signaled that that they intend to keep up the fight against inflation, um, even if if that means higher rates. It's also worth noting, and these things can change quickly, but the FOMC members through their dot plots um, anticipate yet another hike after this. And, and they do not anticipate cutting rates this year. Uh, if you look at the Fed Fund's futures market, that tells a different story. Market participants do expect another hike, but then they expect the Fed to come back down to the 50 to 75 basis points by the end of the year. Um, again, those markets move quickly, but that's where they are as of today. So we're, we're in for an, an interesting ride, even for the rest of the year. Thanks a lot, Peter, for jumping on and giving your insights, because I think with all this stuff going on, it is more important than ever to have an insight like yours to read what's going on. So thank you very much for joining us. Um, and thanks everyone for listening. As always, thank you to our Kiranos Finsights team. Robin Seidel is our director of thought leadership, editing and production by our senior designer, Adrian Cohen, project management by our marketing communications manager, Megan Brzezette. Music is by Vision Studios. I'm your host, Rutger Van Fossen. You can find more insights at kiranos.com. Please subscribe and review wherever you listen to podcasts.